Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, this is Crossing Streams. I'm Steve McDonald. I'm Dennis Rooney. Casey Aurora. Uh, this week, the movie that we uh, that we picked, I picked. Uh, the movie that I picked is called Deep Water. It's a documentary from 2006 about a sur- a single hand circumnavigation, nonstop circumnavigation of the globe uh, by boat in 1968. Mm-hmm. Um, done alone, sailboat. It's single hand, so it's it's alone by okay. sailboat. Uh, it's 1968, so it's pre uh, it's pre having satellites, pre having GPS. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's almost navigating by like stars and compasses, yep. essentially. Um, Terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, just the uh, fact that uh, the, they go into that, the whole fact that you don't have navigation, and then that's set in for me, and I was like, oh my. Yeah, that was one of the big things with, that I that I really liked about it uh, the first time that I saw it a long time ago, because I've watched this movie. I've, mm-hmm. I, I used to watch this movie uh, when I went to bed, so I've probably seen this movie about like 30 times, not going to lie. And... Uh, and then I also I usually watch it like once. You've seen every, it thirty times. I've seen it like thirty times. What was the name of the race? Um, I don't. Remember. Sunday Times Globe Race. You poser. Uh, uh-huh. Poser. I'm sorry. Well, uh-huh. what made it super interesting? I mean, like you were saying, it's already scary enough that uh, you know, you got it's it's in '68, so they don't have GPS. Or it's a sailboat, you know. Yeah. But there's a twist throughout the documentary is that not all these well, guys are pros. Yeah, and the thing is is that the main guy that was doing it uh, or that they that they focused on the story, not the main guy that was doing it. The main guy that they focused on in the story is a guy named Donald Crowhurst. Uh, he was he he posed essentially as like a he he was a guy who like knew his shit about sailing. Yeah. But he didn't actually like he was like a weekend. Yeah, sailor. they described him as a weekend. They described sailor. him as like not a even, weekend. Sailor. Not even a weekend. Yeah, or at not, best. Even, yeah, that's true, not yeah. even a weekend sailor. And uh, and that's not a spoiler either. That's that's kind of no, like I mean, the biggest point of it. That's the biggest point of the entire thing. And essentially, what happened throughout the entire uh, like throughout the entire beginning of the movie, what uh, what w- he has this dream. Donald Crowers has a dream. Of being a sailor and being somebody who's going to circumnavigate the globe single-handedly. Because before that, he's a nobody. Because before that, he's a nobody. He's, he's handy. You know he's, he's an everybody. Yeah, he's an he everybody. Is. He's like an everyman. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got an everyman he in the sense that there's nothing really spectacular about him. Electronic repairs, I think, uh, right? I'm pretty sure that, he, yeah, he's an electronics repairman yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the 60s. He's got a wife and kid. What has he got, like four kids he's got like too? four kids. You know, he's got money's a wife. Tight. Money's tight. They're trying to do it, so he can't afford the boat on his own. So what he actually does is, is that he gets, uh, he gets a benefactor. His wife tells him, mm-hmm. "You can do the race, yes, if you get somebody else to pay for it." And it takes him like a week. Typical wife. <laughs> what do you mean? Typical? Go ahead, typical but I'm paying for it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I got kids to feed. No, nah, that's fair enough. I mean. I think it is funny because it's the 60s, so you would have expected him to just like do whatever the hell he wanted. You know, it's actually well, even the French guy we'll get to later. So <laughs> doing whatever the hell you want. Well, and that's the thing. He's he's part of Donald Crowhurst is only one of a field of I think it's nine, nine people, people total. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and end up two, two that different end things going out that they're on, the, uh, out racing on this race. For. They're racing circumnavigating the globe. So essentially, they're leaving from England. Everybody's English. Uh, well, not English, but they're leaving from England, mm-hmm. uh, and then they sail down around uh, the Cape of, or the Cape of Good Hope. Uh, uh, so the South end Africa of, uh, end of Africa, yeah, uh, of South Africa, and then they go through the Indian Ocean around um, Australia, mm-hmm. below Australia, and then up 
past Cape Horn uh, in South America, up through the Atlantic again, and back to England. That's what they're attempting to do throughout the entire movie. Yes. And Donald Crowhurst, uh, he he initially when he when he tries to build his boat, he does he does a uh, a tri catamaran. Mm-hmm. Like a, a tri-hull catamaran, which are really fast. Looks like three boats. Know that. I it's, didn't know what it meant until I saw the picture. It looks like three boats, kind of. But yeah, you really it kind of looks like three boats. But the uh, the reality is, is that they're they're really fast boats. So he initially, like, he built that thing, and then he was electronics repairman. So he put all of this like new technology yeah. on it, where it was like state of the art radios and state of the art like. He had like radar stuff and stuff like that. He had a like, TV on there, right? Yeah, he had like a TV and he had. Oh, I was kidding. That, like, he really had a TV. I don't know whether he had a TV. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might have known something I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, he had a splash Fucking screen, asshole. <laughs> but uh, no, but he he was trying. He he really thought when he went into the thing that maybe he would be able to win. Yeah. You know, because they were racing for two things. They were racing the for the first person back. Yes. It was the first person who got back, and then it was the first person. Uh, it was the fastest time. Yeah, very Whoever first could person to do, to do it. it. And then who could do it the fastest? And, you know, and the it's not is, a quick trip. No, it like, takes months. It takes like a year. And the thing is, is just that what really makes it interesting, even though it's taking place in 1968, this is like a story about like some guy, just an everyday guy, who wants to do something amazing. And anyone in any decade, even now, can relate to that. Someone wanting to do something exceptional with their life. And that's the story of... of Water. So Steven, you obviously stream it. It was your I, choice. I, yeah. Mine is mine is stream it and if if you like it as much as I do, even if you don't like documentaries, I think that you should take the time to to stream it, take the time to watch it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh I would definitely say stream it. If even if you don't like documentaries, I'd say stream it. It's only ninety minutes. That's always nice now, you know, things yeah. are so long. But uh also I think I don't know if it's worth a rewatch. Because I really liked it, but I don't know about rewatching it for a while anyway. But it's definitely the type of thing where I'm going to do outside research, and I want to hear more Stream about those it. characters. Stream it. Yeah, easily. Hands down. Wouldn't even think twice. Okay, so uh, so I think all of our hands-down recommendations is uh, is that you should go and stream it right now. So go do that. So now we're going to get into the portion of the movie where we ruin absolutely everything. So if you've seen it, uh, then, then listen up. If you haven't seen it, uh, spoiler alert. You've been warned. <laughs> we'll be back in one second. First of all, we didn't know if a boat could take it. Secondly, there was considerable doubt if a human could take it. They were proper seamen, experienced sailors. Then there was the mystery man, Don Crowhurst. This was a classic tale of English daring do, a homegrown British hero. There's nothing essential that's missing. The boat isn't ready. If he dropped out early on in the race, my father would be bankrupt. Fantastic. Okay, so now we're in the part. How'd you like it, listener? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> How'd you it? like it? Was it good? 90 minutes, told you. I hope that you liked it. That's um, quite quick. Everyone so, goes nuts and everybody dies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This goes this this goes so wrong so quickly. The yeah. sniper who just took out each person on the boat was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> just, totally left field. Totally left field. My no, god. I, it's it really I think that the the thing that's so sad to me is is that like like you mentioned in the in the opening it's such a every man story. Yeah. It's such the story of like this man who just wants uh he wants like he wants to do something that's never been done before. Yes. He wants to be important. He want and the thing is is that a lot of people talk about that. Mm-hmm. 
but they don't do it exactly. Yeah. And That's he exactly. fucking did it. He it's that and he bravery. put everything he into took, it. He yeah. put, put his everything into it because he put his house up for it. That's one thing that we didn't uh, that like we didn't mention before. If you haven't seen this in a little while and you've already but you've already seen the movie, is that he puts his entire he puts his entire life savings up against the thing, mm-hmm. up against the boat. He puts that essentially the 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 boat. Well, what happened? The deal was this: he would have to if it depends on the race. Like if he finished the race. Then uh, that's fine. But everything would be didn't, paid for. Yeah, everything yeah. would be paid for. Even if he, if he came in, thir- you know, and that was the matter. idea. Eventually, it was yeah. like, I need to but come if in he third. Didn't, I don't want. If he screwed up somehow or just lost, I think in a certain way or a certain like early on, he would have to pay back the money. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, well, he, he had, would lose his house because he yeah. essentially put his house up against the boat. One of the saddest mm. parts is that those other two guys fa- well they don't fail the first guy M- Motessier goes nuts yes and decide- which is a fantastic which is something yeah. out of a, a fictional is, movie this is the guy in the lead favorite. goes nuts no, no, no. This falls is in love with the sea no. and he's like ah, I'm gonna do it how about one more this how about one more time I don't know whether I don't know whether he was I don't know whether he was crazy before he French. started, yeah. no, like, I don't know if he was crazy sea. or if he was French, and I don't know if he was crazy before he started. Well, he's a poet. That's the big thing. Is yeah. that well? But he's a poet in the eyes of like after, mm-hmm. like after, like like when we're looking back on this and when they're talking to his wife and when they've got all these different recordings of him and stuff like that. It consistently is with Motissia. It's like he's a crazy person, but it's like, did he go crazy because of the trip, or is this just? Who he's been the entire time, yeah. which I'm pretty sure it's who he's been the entire yes. time. I would because he was in second place uh, at the towards the end of the race, and what happened was he veered, he went off, he went back around. He, no, it's not just that he veered off. It's not that he like that it was like oh I made a navigational error. No, he no. decided. Yes. I I went around once, but you know what? It wasn't good enough, yeah. and I I'm going around for a second time. It's Who's like going to be the guy to go around twice? Yeah. It's going to be Motessia. It's going to be Motessia, and it's not even like a, it's not like hey, let me just continue this evening drive. No, it's, it's not. A, it's like a he's been on the boat journey. for he's been on the boat by himself for over a year yeah. at that point. And, and it's not he, like he it's not like he opts out after another month at sea. He made yeah. it like another half what like to no, where to Haiti, to Haiti, Tahiti. Tahiti. <laughs> To Haiti, right? No, yeah. Tahiti, not to Haiti. Tahiti's a place. To Tahiti, Haiti. not to Haiti. Yeah, he made it to Chiquita Hades, Bananas. Haiti's the fire. Yes, he, okay. sa- he sailed there. <laughs> and the river no, fire. Did he pay the, the river sticks? Right. Yeah. But I think I think what one of the things that we didn't touch on in the opening is is how much money it was for. The 5, entire thousand pounds. Five thousand oh pounds. Which but that's today, in nineteen sixty eight though. It's five thousand pounds in nineteen sixty eight, but that would be like forty thousand dollars today. It would it be more? Something like that. Be fifty eight. Fifty eight? Did you look it up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty eight thousand dollars. It'd be fifty eight thousand dollars. That's so That's how much the boat costs. But it's fifty eight thousand dollars with no technology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean I don't know if I I don't think I would ever do that. That's how much this guy wanted it, though. You know what I mean? Like, this was his whole thing. And he wasn't a jerk. This was a guy who was in kind of... He was kind of like that classic English-Irish guy. Like, those charming... He was really sweet. Charming could, like, yes. bullshit his way through people. That's what got him through. Like, they said multiple times, like, he was... He knew he was... That movie should have been called... Ready? Deep Shit. Okay. Movie should have yeah. been called Deep Shit, because <laughs> from day one, once he decided to do it, that's exactly what he was in. But he always put on that front of, like... Yeah, this is just, you know, we're facing some adversity, but we're going to get through it. I think it's a positive attitude. I think that this guy, like, when you have that kind of level of bravery, you can't consider the fear until there's, there's all that's left. Is that yeah. fear? Is that like this well, is not going to work out? Well, and he realized. I mean, you got to you got to remember. Like he like 
really what happened in that moment was that he was on his way like they were he was on his way into the Indian Ocean and he was into he was he was about to cross over into the rolling 40s where you've got 40 foot waves just 40 foot waves were higher just pounding against your boat where it's just up and down and he's in a boat that he realizes I'm gonna fucking die yeah, yeah. it's not just gonna be that like I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna flip the boat because like because sailors do have it like there's an entire strategy to like rolling your sailboat when you're in big waves like that and you're totally fucked. Right. Like there's a whole way of doing that where you where you learn how to how to make it so that your boat doesn't completely just sink immediately. But in mm-hmm. the tricatamaran, he just realized like I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm never gonna make it out of the I'm never gonna make it out of the Indian Ocean. So it makes perfect logical sense initially when he does it to turn back into the Atlantic. Which yes. is exactly what he does. He turns right back into the Atlantic. But it makes sense as like a safety precaution, but no, you know what? It would also it make sense, sense as a safety thing. Like, I guys, I fucked up. I said I could. I overextended myself. But you can't you know, do that. But he can't do that because he's got. But this is the thing. It makes total sense to. It makes total sense to me. To, it makes total sense to me to, be a to like to to have that moment where you realize like I need to. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna turn back into the Atlantic and I'm gonna lie. That makes perfect sense to me because he's thinking of his family he's thinking of all these things and he doesn't have anybody to bounce any of his ideas off of he's literally just lo- like he's, it's, he's by himself this, I was talking uh, to this with a friend of mine before I said that the same mentality that causes him to go out there and do such a crazy thing is the same thing that sort of keeps him out there for him to go okay well what am I really gonna you know I can't I can't come back and you know, shame the family. Well, do you guys think he did the right thing by essentially killing? I mean, he killed himself. He killed himself. He killed himself. He killed himself. Do you think yeah. he could have just, even though the other two, and that's that's what's so fucked up too, is that he's he's he slips back into the race and he's okay. He's gonna he's gonna come in what second or third? He's gonna come in. He's gonna he's gonna come he's gonna in come in fourth. fourth. Yeah. And, and then and then a rogue wave and then <laughs> Motissier no no Motissier turns back and yeah. decides that he's gonna lead and decides gonna that he's gonna go around for a second time. Rogue. And then the third guy whose name I can't remember gets hit by a rogue wave, yeah. which is crazy. And which, takes them out. And rare. Which is essentially just like a... It's not as rare not as a 40, they thought in yeah, the 60s. it's not like the Rolling 40s, but, but like... It's not the Rolling 40s. He's in the Atlantic in a part where there's not supposed to be nearly as big waves, and he gets hit by like a 50-foot wave, yeah. and his boat flips over and his mast rips off. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. And then, Somehow, so now, Crowhurst... From fourth place, in, in the matter of like a couple... In the matter of like a week or two, mm-hmm. goes from, I'm going to be in fourth place, I'm going to be fine, nobody's going to look at my logbook, yeah. to... To, I'm going to come in second, and I'm going to accidentally have the fastest time. Because he'd left the latest. Because he had left the latest. So yeah. he was going to come in time. He was going to come in at like this amazing time. And so he's immediately fucked. Yeah. And by that point, he's gone completely crazy. Yeah. Like, he's gone completely insane. But then didn't... And there was one more guy ahead of him, though, too. And that guy's ship broke down, like, in the last stretch, right? Like, really close? That, well, no. That was the guy that was... Because uh, there was... The first guy finished. Right. Otisier went around for a second round. Oh, the guy who was in yeah. third place got hit by a rogue wave, and then it was Donald right, Crowhurst. Right, right, Everybody right. else had gotten... Had, their boat had broken down at some point or so another. So, do you guys think that there was no alternative? It was either... Well, no, this is my... I would have been like, guys, this is the pirates that, took my logbook. This is... <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Just Captain like, Hook came, <laughs> and he broke out the whiteout and just started sneering. <laughs> he peed all over my logbook. <laughs> I can't seem to figure out how. He didn't even take anything else. Seriously, he didn't even try and lie a little bit more. No, well, he. that's the thing is I think he would have... If he was out at sea for like a half a year and the race was a half year long, he probably would have been like, all right, I'm broke. My family's going to kill me. My country hates me. But you know what? I'm gonna lit. 
But it's a year this, out, he's like, no, there's that's no. That's what I'm saying. The same thing that causes him to undertake this whole thing in the, uh, yeah. in general is the same thing that keeps him out there. So it's kind of hard for you to say, oh, well, why didn't he just become a different person? Well, I'm no, just speculating. Is, no, I'm just speculating. No, I know. That's my theory. Is that this you is can't my thing. Be a different person. They were they were all doing handwritten law. They were all doing handwritten logbooks. Yeah. And they were calling in their times. Yes. Like they were they were radioing in their times and and their miles and everything like that along the way. Mm-hmm. If I was him, you know what I would do? Yeah. I would have taken my if, if he had been sane, mm-hmm. mind you. I would have taken my logbook, I would have thrown it over the side, and I would have taken the fucking radio and I would have smashed it against the wall on the inside of the, on, on the inside of the boat, and I would have been like, I don't have my logbook anymore because I was sitting out on the deck and it got swept overboard by a wave. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have it anymore. Because you know what's great about and them my not radio happening? and I would have called in all my times, but my radio was broken. And both of those things would have been true and he would have come back. But and by it's that 1968 point, and they can't fucking, prove it. And it's 1968, they can't prove anything. <laughs> they can't prove it. Like, but all right. But that's, there's no GPS. We don't really there's believe no you. anything. That's logic, though. No, no, no I know. Is, yeah. <laughs> and it's not driven by logic. And yeah. this is the thing that, that I mentioned to you the other day. Uh, or maybe you mentioned it to me. I can't remember. But literally. I'll decide after you say is, what it was. This is my problem with when he turns back into the Atlantic. Is that I think it, that's. Turning back into the Atlantic was the perfectly sane thing to do. Yeah. Okay. In the situation that he was in. It's when he started calling in fast times. Mm, like record breaking. Yeah. Right at the beginning he was like, I'm going to call in record breaking times. 234 miles. Hey. I'm going to go 234 miles in a day. Nobody's ever do done it. that. And it's You're like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, man. Well, that, actually, the, the record for the fastest time thus far was literally 100 miles less. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally 100 miles less. He, Blew him out of the water. Yeah, like that's, oh, hey, a weekend sailor, thanks for yeah. catching up. <laughs> thanks for blowing <laughs> past us. All that technology on your boat, boat is really paying off. Right, those LED TVs you got, really helping you to navigate. Well, but also, I think this is what you were going to say, was that uh, what I read, they didn't mention in the documentary, but I read it later, and who knows how true it is. I don't know, i got to do more research, but... One of the guys, one of the press dudes back at home who was, like, handling the whole thing was already super suspicious. Yes. Like, even before he dipped into the Atlantic, he was like, this is... Well, this that was the, crazy time. That was the guy who... Um, the, the reason that guy was suspicious is because he was the guy who, when they launched, uh, when they initially launched, he was the BBC guy who was there. Yes. And, and he, he saw how bad it was and going. And he saw right? how bad it was going, and he saw how fucked the guy he was. He saw the delays. And he saw the delays. He saw everything that was going... That was going wrong, and he had a moment where he looked at Donald Crowhurst and he was like, "I don't think you should go." Yeah, he like legit told the guy like, what, "I don't think you're ready." What draws me to this documentary, I think, is the uh, when they start to uh, you know play back recordings and the logbooks and uh, um, the the Frenchman Montissier. Yeah, he you know Montissier Montissier his Mautissier. recordings. His, the stuff they're reading from his logbook. I mean, just really like, because you're at sea. You're alone. This is, you are left with your thought. It's just yeah. you and endless ocean. Just that's it. And one of the things, I actually quoted this. I'm gonna, I want to read this. This is from Crowhurst's logbook. This is towards the end. said, the explanation of our troubles is that cosmic beings are playing games with us. During his lifetime, each man plays cosmic chess against the devil. God is playing with one set of rules and the devil with the other. Uh, exact opposite set of rules. The shameful secret of God, the trick he used because the truth would hurt too much, is that there is no good or evil, only truth. And it's just, I mean, there's it goes on and on for, for and he talks about how, and at this point, it's almost like his admission of where things are starting to unravel 
I was forced to admit that nature forces on a cosmic being the only sin they are capable of, the sin of concealment. It is a small sin for a man to commit, but it is a terrible sin for a cosmic being. And he starts to see, he starts to realize he's that... He's considering himself a cosmic being yeah, now at this and, point. And, yeah. And in a way, he kind of is, because it's just him, his vessel... Well, the the French woman, the, the French sea. wife, earlier on in the film says, like, when you're out at sea like that, and this isn't even her out at sea, this is her husband, but she says, she's like, you become a god out there. You're kind of a small god. Yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, you're out there for a you're year. You're the only, I mean, that's, I think one thing that people who haven't gone sailing or haven't been out on the ocean, especially like like wide open ocean, yeah. don't seem to fully realize is is just what happens when you can't see the shore anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. I got a I got a quote. You're not the only one with quotes, Casey. What's up? Um, I don't know who said it, but I just jotted it down. With <laughs> <the> <laughs> uh, I got a quote also. It's from fucking somebody. It's, it's like some guy. Somebody in said it. this. I'm it's pretty some, much changing I'm, it up maybe, though to what I think he meant. It might to be say. a summary. I maybe just wrote it myself. He said, uh, "You know, one, you sail over the horizon and effectively into oblivion, and that's true. Like once you're out there, yeah, you don't yeah. know. Even if you know star wise." Uh, that was Don's wife. Don's wife said that. Oh, yep. wait. Said this? He's a boob. <laughs> In reference to Don? When was this? Was this before or after he died? Yeah, I, I He's had, a boob. I, I thought that, you know, that's... Probably thing. in the middle of his house being sold. <laughs> well... Funny, funny story is uh, who the guy who came in first and the takes guy, both. Takes the only, the only guy who pounds. won. Yeah. The only guy who made Robin it. The only Knox, guy who made it. Robin Knox Livingston. You think he's yeah. a little pissed off? Like, how come no one made a documentary about me? I did the fucking thing. No, I'm not gonna lie. When he's in the documentary, there's, there's, he has a definite sense to him where he's like, I know my, like that guy is like, it makes total. It could have been me. Could have no, no, no. Been no. Me. It makes total sense that he won that fucking race. And the reason why is because you could like look at him and you're like, you are a like, you know, exactly your place in history. And he said uh, he has no problems. With I read himself. about this, that he'd actually that he didn't watch the documentary when it came out initially, that he said that one day he would actually take it and go out to the middle of the sea and then watch it there. And that's just the kind of I feel like that's just the only way he could feel comfortable watching it. Yeah. And I actually I looked up trying to find uh, Donald Crowhurst's logs. And there was a website, a yachting website, which claimed to have all his logs in PDF form. Ah, uh, I don't know if I believe that. I, I went to that? I went to How to look. Tell I me. went to click on it, and the logs were no longer there. It said resource no longer found. Ooh. So I emailed the I emailed the website. You emailed <laughs> yeah, I want nice the, choice, Stephen. You apparently really yeah. enjoyed yeah. this yeah. documentary. That's <laughs> Listen, when I go into an documentary and I'm liking what's going on, I will go. I will continue. Like the story. Casey loves a good documentary. Yeah, yeah. and a good. I caught that. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like I've watched documentaries where it's just, I've called one of the characters in the documentary in real life. <laughs> Which documentary did you Darwin. do that with? It's about a remote town in uh, in Nevada. And oh, you told me about yeah, that. Is nuts. And there's a woman who works in the post office, and I called her. And I wanted to see if she actually worked at the post office. Calls her once a week now. What's yeah. up, Brenda? Her name was Susie, and it was the most scariest <laughs> thing I've ever done in my one of the scariest. Scary? <laughs> I would say it was it was chilling, dude. Yeah. Because you hear her voice, and you're like, oh my god, this is a real person. Yeah. This is a real life. Yeah. And this is what you know. That's what the thing that kind of it's upsetting is that this is this guy's you know his wife and kids who he, he left behind his wife who regrets it immensely. He's like, oh, I wish I, I could have told him to not go. And, you know, in her, in her own life, she's experienced a, uh, a whole other set of troubles, like, you know, having to raise four kids on her own. Her oldest son died in a motorcycle accident. Like, this is just like, like I said, I go. It's just like one more thing. 
What's up? It's like her life has just been like a series of like fucked up moments. It's almost like she's on Widow's Peak watching for like, and that's her life now. Yeah. Waiting for him in a way for there to be closure. And I guess this in a way when uh, his best friend says, you know, I, he wanted a hero's welcome and I gave him one. Yeah. You know, like I buried him like the hero that in my mind he was. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, I think like to me, the thing that I like, because I want to know what you guys like the most about it. I'll mm. tell you what I didn't like about it. My big <laughs> 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 no, I, I seriously, uh, I liked a lot about it, and I'll I'll let Casey go first. But I just want to squeeze this in. My biggest gripe, listeners, and maybe you agree, was uh, and it couldn't be helped because it's 1968. I could have done with more raw footage. Like there was a lot. Like yeah. there, how many times? I think six. I want to watch it again and count. You see that one scene of him sipping the beer and yeah. then giving the thumbs up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like so chilling. Yeah, well, it changes a lot from the first time you see yeah. it to the last minute. Yeah. Like, oh, you killed yourself. Yeah. It's a cosmic yeah. being. Like, you committed <laughs> intergalactic suicide. No, by yeah. Yourself. Like, um, well, no, and, and it's... I, I mean, I, I agree with you. And that's I what wish. I mean. Like, I, I do more research wish. than I would watch it again, you know? Yeah, I absolutely wish that they had more footage. I mean, the reality is, is that they were... Yeah. Single-handed sailing around the world. I mean, the, you're lu- we're lucky we have the uh, footage they've got. In 1968, that kind of footage, I didn't even know that was possible. That's true yeah. too. It was, yeah, it was very stuff. grainy, and I was like, "This is not bad." I've seen it worse made a great example. movies. It showed you exactly how bad that sea was, and I don't even think it was the Rolling Forties. But I think the very opening scene of the movie, you just see these huge, huge like, oh I mean, yeah, like waves. They're not breaking. No, that's but, something that, and the whole ship is rocking. You're doing that for a year straight. This is the thing that. And that's that's the thing that I like the most about the movie is I my I personally love the portrayal of the ocean as a character. Mm. How they how they consistently bring you back to just like like just the noise of the water, the movement of the waves, the way that they consistently like like put you into this like like this trance of the ocean mm-hmm. and then at the same time everybody that's talking just consistently is talking about how ruthless the ocean is yeah that people think of the ocean as like this beautiful place where you're gonna where, where you know dolphins it's live not always jones and beach like, <sighs> and it's like yeah <laughs> dude i don't even know if i would want to do circumnavigate the globe today in like a good ship i'd still be nervous as hell you do you not I mean? do you not want to i want to all right, let's go. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I think the thing is, I would love to do that. Uh, it's a long I, time, wish, wish I knew how to swim. That might help. You don't know how to you swim? You don't know how to no, swim? That's for another episode. You yeah. disgust me, man. You don't I'm know just, how to swim. No, I don't. And, like, that's the thing. Like, for me, it was when a, a man is, like, he's alone by himself and is now that that whole feeling of superiority over, over where they start to feel like they're bigger than the ocean. They're stronger than the ocean. I mean, and, like, that, that sense of, like, oh, you're now becoming a god. Yeah. And that's... Uh, they all experienced it, but you know the one person whose story you don't get to hear uh, in that aspect is Robin Knox Livingston. He's uh, like because he was very he doesn't the guy talk. who came in first place. Yeah, right? the guy who came in first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Motissier g- goes into detail about it. Crowhurst he's got his section about it, but Knox Livingston it's almost like does does did he keep his wits about him and he didn't think of it that way and he just thought of the whole mission as to what he's doing or was it. That he feels this way silently. Was he losing it out there, but he pulled it together enough to come home, and maybe he's adjusted a little or, bit, or, or ma- did he just... Or maybe or maybe none of them came home. I think... Oh. <laughs> yeah. I uh. think that when it comes to... Um, 
How long were you sitting on when that? Comes no, to <laughs> just right now. Literally just right now. It just came out. It just okay. came out right now. I when it comes to Knox Livingston, um, I I think that honestly, I think and this is one of the things that I think is beautiful about the documentary. Also, is that I think that it it shows that like humans are built differently. And when I look at him, and I and when you see him talk during the piece, I really do feel like he's just one of those people who just inherently respects the ocean. Mm-hmm. And he inherently, like, he, he respects it, and he understands it, and he has the kind of relationship with it where it's like, where it, it it's like it's another person that he no. keeps himself guarded from, but at the same time trusts completely. Mm-hmm. When you look at Motissier, he consistently... No. Uh, no, no, no. Motissier like knows the ocean and respects the ocean, but it's in some weird like. No, no. Motissier knows the ocean and respects the ocean. I feel like in the way that a Frenchman would, which is like, I would like to fuck you. Yeah. Like I, I would like say, to fuck the I would ocean. Make love to the ocean. I would like to make love to the ocean, but if I could fuck a lake every once in a while, I would. Like it's that kind of a like he's <laughs> got that the, thing. You going know, on. I mean, they're out at sea for a year. Obviously, these guys are touching themselves. I just feel like Motissier is doing it on the bow of the ship, like looking into the moon and just finishing right into the <laughs> sea. Yeah. That might be a little graphic for. Our listeners but you know what i mean Sorry. you know i think that what it, and that you're talking about like a human being respecting the ocean like what if they taught a dog how to sail do you think the dog wait a would minute come what back, did you just say like, do you think <laughs> the dog would come back normal or do you think it'd be like messed up like these people yeah, i don't know you know like what if the dog like what if like uh, something not as emotionally heavy as a person was taught how to sail you know what I mean? Do you think that they would be able to handle it? You mean taught how to like live on a sailboard or like the dog is going up the mast and like raising <laughs> the bat? <laughs> no, like the dog is doing like essentially what these guys are doing. But, I like, think that I think that you've just come up with the new Airbud movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stream it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, that's just my kind of mentality. Like, is it that higher level? Like, is it where they're trapped in their own minds or was it was Knox Livingston able to remain so present in the moment for what was happening that this gave him the ability to get through the race? Without coming back nuts. Well, we went to the moon a year later. That's true. That's something to consider too. And I mean, they did have you know, those astronauts have like radio contact, but that's that's a whole nother. You think the ocean is scary? In space, I mean, there could be aliens. There could be no oxygen. Really? People can't hear you. Yeah. Nobody can hear you scream. There could be you yeah, reaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 this is you reaching. I'm not gonna lie. I am more frightened of the ocean than I am of space. You've never been to space. Doesn't matter. How could you say yes? It does. I mean, in, I am inherently more afraid of the ocean than I am of space. Yeah, because you can personally. I was, gonna, I was gonna say you could drown in the ocean, but you could drown in space. No, no, and this is <laughs> like, you can like drown legitimately, legitimately. This is my reasoning on it. It's that, it's that, space is filled with nothing. Like it's it's filled with lots of stuff like rocks and 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 a lot of debris and things like that but space is empty whereas the ocean is fucking it's 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 a lie two different scary things it's two different different scary scary things things to me is that is that it's like the ocean is this consistently it's like it's essentially like a moving writhing beast yeah that to like to sail on the ocean that's why i like i i fucking love this movie simply because like i've always i've always loved sailing as just a thing and I love like movies about sailing and stuff like that. And uh, and if I ever manage to become very wealthy, I end up with a sailboat. Do you um, think millennia from now, Donald Crowhurst, the seventy fifth, will be the will first person to, to circumnavigate, circumnavigate the, the universe? System? Yeah, the universe. <laughs> the, yeah. Well, <laughs> how long does he live? <laughs> 
Well, listeners, when they make that documentary about him, we'll be there. We'll be to there stream. to we'll be there the stream. streams, all right? We'll be there deep to stream. Space. We'll be there to stream Donald Crowhurst Deep Space. I also killed myself. <laughs> so uh, I, I would say stream it. Stream it, definitely. 100%. Absolutely stream it. Uh, we will see you guys next, see you next time. Week. Next week's uh, movie is Pontypool. Next week's movie is Pontypool. That is Dennis's pick. My and, pick. And I'm excited. He's excited. I'm actually pretty excited. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm pretty thrilled. sure that Casey is going to destroy it. All right. All right. Tune in next week it's to find out. Great. Good night. Bye.